Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. On today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily, we talk about the implications of a Medicare at 60 policy. If a large portion of 60 to 64-year-old commercially insured patients switch to the government program, it could drive some hospitals into the red. It's Monday, July 19th, and I'm Alex Olgan with GIST Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Last week, congressional Democrats announced the blueprint for a $3.5 trillion social and environmental legislative spending package. Some details about health care policies emerged, like expanding benefits for the traditional Medicare population to include dental, vision, and hearing. It doesn't appear that lowering the Medicare eligibility age from 65 to 60 is in the plan, although leaders have left final decisions to Senate committees. While it seems unlikely that this would happen given the challenge of gaining support from moderate Democrats and picking a fight with the hospital and physician industries, if it were to become a reality, any payer mix shift among the estimated 18 million 60 to 64-year-olds who would become newly eligible would definitely impact hospital finances. To get a sense of just how much, GIST healthcare analyst Patrick Grant built a model, and he joins me now to talk about it. Patrick, first tell us about the model. What are some of the high-level assumptions that you made about this fictional health system? Well, there's an old saying that all models are flawed, but some are useful. So that's what guided us here. To pick something that would represent our members, I decided on a $1 billion, five-hospital system with half of its revenue from inpatient care and half from outpatient. Our goal was to see what would happen to a health system's revenue and operating margin if a bunch of 60 to 64-year-olds started getting their care through Medicare instead of through their commercial insurer, who pays more than two times the Medicare rate. While people may change their utilization based on their insurance status, we decided to keep it simple and just measure changes in relative reimbursement. One of the early things that we should establish is that just because the eligibility age would be lowered to 60, theoretically, it's not like all 60 to 64-year-olds would just jump ship from their current health insurance to join Medicare. How would the payer mix shift of this model health system change, and how did you figure that out? Right. Well, a key thing with talking about Medicare at 60 or any changes to Medicare eligibility is that it totally depends on the language in the final bill, which currently does not exist. So instead, we relied on a great report from the Partnership for America's Healthcare Future titled The Fiscal Costs of Medicare at 60. They projected about three quarters of 60 to 64 year olds would enroll in at least some part of Medicare. This comes from assuming all Medicaid recipients would switch to Medicare, along with about half of the commercial market for that age group, with greater participation in Medicare Part A, which covers inpatient care, than Part B, which covers outpatient services and charges patients a premium. 
And while Medicare at 60 would greatly reduce the uninsured rate for that group, there's always going to be some people who just won't enroll. So the big question everyone wants to know is how much commercial revenue would health systems lose if Medicare opened 60-year-olds? What did you find in your model? So for a $1 billion annual revenue health system, we project a net $30 million hit to revenue, or a 3% drop. That comes from a population worth $60 million in commercial revenue transitioning to Medicare, so providing them the same level of care will only earn the system roughly $30 million in Medicare revenue, which leaves a $30 million shortfall. Okay, but not all of the payer mix shift is negative for hospital bottom lines. What about some of the 60 to 64-year-olds on Medicaid or who are uninsured that would join Medicare? How would that affect revenues? Well, Medicare may not pay great rates, but it beats Medicaid, which reimburses at like 70% of Medicare rates, and self-pay, where hospitals get even less for their care. Assuming nearly everyone on Medicaid or who's uninsured would sign up for Medicare at 60, hospitals would get more for their care than before, but these groups are less than a fifth of the 60 to 64-year-old market, so a fairly small portion. What would all of this pay or mix shift do to hospital margins? Well, under this model's assumptions, a $30 million hit to revenue with no change in costs would turn what's an industry-typical 2% operating margin into a negative one, although just barely. But we think this is a conservative estimate, as health systems who receive 300 or 400% of Medicare rates on their commercial contracts would take a larger hit. To take a closer look at the work Patrick and the GIST healthcare team did to model the financial implications of a Medicare at 60 policy for hospitals, go to gisthealthcare.com. While a Medicare at 60 policy could have a modest impact on some hospital margins, it could force a financial reckoning for some smaller systems. Coming out of the pandemic, hospitals are facing twin pressures of unpredictable volumes and rising labor costs. And the more drastic proposals that would extend Medicare to people even younger could have much larger impacts on hospital finances. While 60 to 64-year-olds only make up about 7% of the employer-sponsored coverage market, 50 to 64-year-olds make up a quarter of the employer coverage market and more than 40% of healthcare spending. Hospital systems' potential losses are employers' gains. A Kaiser Family Foundation and Peterson analysis found that lowering the Medicare eligibility age to 60 could drive down employer spending on health care. But like GIST's model, this depends not only on the take-up rates, but also which enrollees move to Medicare. If sicker employees stay on their company's health insurance, that could limit the downward pressure on health spending. By that same token, if healthier enrollees went to Medicare, it could then help reduce Medicare premiums for all enrollees. Employer-sponsored coverage is just one part of the commercial market. An estimated 4 million 60- to 64-year-olds get their health insurance on the Affordable Care Act exchanges. And figuring out which of those consumers would switch could depend on out-of-pocket costs. One of the most tangible is monthly premiums. And because of the higher tax credits that consumers are getting because of the COVID relief packages, premiums on the individual market may be cheaper for a handful of this population than if they were to switch to Medicare. The lower your income, the lower your premiums are on the marketplace. Consulting firm Avalier Health found that for single adults making less than $32,000 a year, tax credits make premiums of benchmark plans on the marketplaces cheaper than both traditional Medicare and supplemental coverage premiums, as well as cheaper than Medicare Advantage plan premiums. 
but the scales tip once we reach individuals making four times the federal poverty level, or about $52,000 a year. For them, Medicare or Medicare Advantage plan premiums are cheaper than marketplace plans. Stepping back into the current reality, as legislators spend the next several weeks hammering out the details of the eventual legislation before the August recess, lobbying and negotiations will intensify about what health care measures should make the final cut. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.